What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VTW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Studios. This is the American Gun Show, presented by Sig Sauer. Now your host, the defender of your rights, and the voice of freedom, Jason Reed. And welcome into the Freedom 515 studio. I am your host, Jason Reeve, the voice of freedom, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome into the American Gun Show presented by Sig Sauer on the or on the uh, Mission 22 microphone on how the heck is everyone doing this evening. I know we have been off the air for quite some time, and the reasoning for that is we had a technical glitch the last time that we attempted to do the show here, and we had to solve that by getting some new Ethernet cables and things like that. We got a longer Ethernet cable coming in, so I'm kind of moved out of studio for the time being which i will uh be going back to the studio here shortly once we get that longer uh ethernet cord or ethernet cord i know the uh (laughs) i know the pink glock girl samantha is uh is on that and she's trying to get us a longer cable and when she does you know we'll be in uh we'll be in good shape for that um guys i gotta talk about something here that is the before I get to my guest, before I bring him in. And this was Biden's speech the other night, Thursday night. We had talked about it before where he has been so divisive. This is the guy that's supposed to be, we're going to unite the country. We're go- I'm going to be the adult in the room. And yet here we are with one of the most divisive speeches that I've ever heard a president of the United States say. It was unbelievable for him to demonize half, if not more, of the country. And to be completely honest with you, I saw it as nothing more than a threat. Welcome in my guest this time, Nick Messer, my co-host on Freedom and Reason. Nick, how are you doing today, man? I'd be doing a lot better if I unmute my mic. Yeah, that's <laughs> all, that's always a good start. Yeah. Uh, 
I saw that Biden speech as a complete threat from him. How did you see that speech? Uh, it was. I don't see how you could could not look at that and take his words based with the set the way they set it up, and not say that is completely uh, militaristic authoritarian. Yeah, that you know, this is the guy who said he's going to be Mister Unity. He's going to unite the country. He's going to be the adult in the room. And yet he set off a bomb Thursday and then, of course, went on vacation as he does every week. Uh, His speech he delivered on the grounds at Independence Hall in Philadelphia. Now, we know what the historical significance of Independence Hall is. And Biden decided to, to waste his precious time not talking about inflation, not talking about border security, drug cartels, the rising fentanyl crisis the rising crime or anything like that. No, he spent his time bashing MAGA Republicans and anybody who supports that as a threat to this country. Mm-hmm. And the photo from Independence Hall, I mean, the Marines in the background, the red on the building, the only thing missing were the Nazi flags. Yeah, the swastikas. That's the only thing missing. And okay, correct me if I'm wrong, because we were both in the military and I specifically remember all the commanders I've ever been a part of that. You do not show up to a political function in uniform. Yeah. You could go vote for whoever you wanted to vote for. You can go endorse whoever you wanted to, but you could not be in uniform while you were doing it. That's still a regulation. You can't even make political TikToks in uniform. And yet, here are the Marines standing behind Joe and the law enforcement and everything while he demonizes half, if not more, of the country. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I... he goes on vacation. Right. It, it's unreal. Yeah, I mean, like I said, mitil- militaristic authoritarian. That That is what you see from all of the tyrannical regimes all across history. That's what they do. The minute people start to reject the ideology that they're trying to spew, they take a stance of, well, then we'll just beat you into submission by force. You know, Joe went on his his speech, uh, once again, demonizing the Second Amendment demonizing AR-15s and then again using the lies that he's been using from the start. You couldn't own a cannon in the times of the uh, of the Revolutionary War. I don't know how many times we fact-checked that. Um, that you would need F-15s or we couldn't fight against the government because they have F-15s. So what, Joe, what are you trying to say? You're trying to say you're going to use F-15s on your own citizens? Well, that and, you know, then why did Afghanistan shepherds uh, well, able to hold us off for 20 years? You know, the thing is, I don't really care about Afghanistan because we've already we've already made our bed with that. You well, know, and they, I, to- I totally understand that. But if there was any validity to his claim that the only way that the American people were going to be able to hold off the American military was is with F-15s. Then how did Afghanistan do it? Well, I, again, not not to go away from that point, but I look at this more as he's going to use F-15s against our own citizens. Oh, of course he would. And 
this ain't the first time a Democrat's come out and said something like that because Eric Swalwell said years ago, and I and believe me, I wrote this down. I photo I photo uh, screenshotted it and emailed it to my computer because Eric Swalwell said, "Oh, you you guys want to come at us with your semi-automatic rifles? Well, we have nukes." Right. You know, I guess what I'm trying to say is when are the American people going to wake up and realize that the dictator in chief has just came out and threatened you? Because that's essentially what he did. He essentially came right out and threatened the American people. Mm-hmm. And it's this 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 time he just flat out said it. He said the quiet part out loud. It's been implied up until this point. And he just come right out and said it. Some people are like, well, and it didn't take long because, again, and we've, we've seen this happen, I don't know how many times with the Biden administration. But the Biden administration's come back and said, oh, well, uh, you know, Joe just, you know, it, he didn't mean what he said and blah, blah. You know, I understand that people are, you know, kind of taking this the wrong way. Nick, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, is Joe Biden just saying it because he's a dementia-riddled patient? And if that's the case, shouldn't we be invoking the 25th Amendment? Or, and this is a big or, or is he just saying the quiet part out loud? The answer to that question is yes. I think it's a little bit of both, to be quite honest with you. I think it's a little bit of both. Because, I mean, let's let's be honest here, folks. The White House, every time Joe speaks, why do you think Joe Biden doesn't have very many speaking engagements? Because he can't even read off the, tel- the teleprompter without screwing it up. And this dude is a gaff machine. Mm-hmm. And, all, I mean, he turns around and he, he goes to shake hands with people that aren't there. I mean... Can this guy effectively discharge the duties of the president of the United States? I don't think he can. I don't think he can either. And then he comes out and threatens the American people. Mm -hmm. This is an interesting. I got a Rasmussen poll here. This is a very interesting poll. 40% of respondents to this poll believe that there's going to be a civil war in the next 10 years. And then you get down a little bit deeper into the numbers where, you know, the people that are kind of further on the right and further on the left are no, about 20% no, 22%. Yeah, it's definitely going to happen. This is the kind of rhetoric that would push us to a civil war. Am I right or wrong? If, if, If I didn't already believe that we were already in the midst of one, then yeah. Well, I mean, you're not wrong there. I think we're already in the middle of one. It just it just hasn't gone hot yet. It's already started. You know, I there's not many things that can make a radio host speechless, but this was one of them that I found to be 100% spe- I was speechless on this. Because I didn't watch the speech when it happened live. I know you came in uh, you came to me and said, "Hey, did you watch it?" I said, "No, I didn't." And then mm-hmm. I watched it the night, the night after, and I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" Mm-hmm. It was bad. This is it some was- more. This is like we've been talking about how we're living in 1984. Uh, 
this is the kind of crap you see in communist Russia. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of crap you see in, in Mao's China. Yeah. Folks, it's it's here. Yeah. You know, you guys, all these people, oh, that's never going to happen here in the United States. It's happening. Mm-hmm. This guy just literally said, if he's, I, I don't know what, what you want to call it. He's pissed off because we didn't vote for him? I guess. I mean, his. I. it must be that his ego is hurt that bad. It's, you know, people who crave the level of power that the Democrat Party is looking for and is trying to obtain, they cannot stand when people will not accept what they're telling them. It's, it's, it's narcissistic behavior. Well, I mean, you look at what we've been seeing. We've been seeing the weaponization of the DOJ, the weaponization of the ATF, or the AFT, as Biden likes to call it. And, folks, the fact of the matter is this. There's more of us than there are of them. Mm-hmm. You guys need to stop, you know, almost said a word that was going to get me in trouble there. You guys need to stop tiptoeing around this and understand your way of life is under threat. Mm-hmm. And we're eight weeks away from the election. We're eight weeks away. Campaign season has officially kicked off. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Are you going to continue to vote for people like Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer? Or are you going to vote them out and get people in there that actually give a crap about you? Because right now, you have a Congress, a, Demo- a Democrat-controlled Congress, and a Democratic president who's basically saying, if you don't agree with us, well, then we have the right to do whatever to you. And folks, it's going to be too late when they start loading us into the boxcars. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it, it wasn't even we get to do whatever to you. It was you're going to agree with us or we will eliminate you. We will kill you. If we have to bomb you into submission, if we have to watch, if we have to march military through the streets and go door to door, we will do what we need to do to enforce your compliance. And believe me, folks, this ain't (laughs) we're going to continue talking about this kind of thing tonight because there's new gun laws in New York. There's stuff that Gavin Newsom's trying to pull right now. I mean, folks, what does this have to do with guns? It has everything to do with guns, because that is the one thing keeping Joe Biden and the Democrat Party from doing exactly what they want to do to us. Mm hmm. Plain and simple. As of right now, the number of firearms that exist in this country per capita is the reason why we're not being loaded on boxcars. Joe Biden came flat out and said, we are going to ban assault weapons. If you elect the Democratic Congress, we will ban assault weapons. Mm-hmm. Okay, folks. He's already, he's already fired the proverbial shot over the bow. What more do you need to hear? And I'm tired of hearing you Republicans out there and you you so-called patriots. Well, I'm not giving them anything. Yeah, and then when they show up, oh, yeah, I'll let you search my safe. Give me a break. I mean, am I right or wrong? You're not wrong. I mean, how many times have we dealt with keyboard warriors? So-called patriots who want to go down to a courthouse and march around with a flag all the time. 
but they don't actually want to put in the legwork of actually talking about it, spreading the word. See, guys like you and I, Jason, we get into involved in this kind of stuff, and we do what we do because we're trying to stop it from becoming hot. We know where this is going, folks, and we also know that we're getting to a point where we are going to have to start making some rough decisions. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go ahead and leave you for this as we go to break. Hello, folks. Jason Reeve here. If you're looking for a great firearm, Six Hour is a great place to start. SIG is the makers of the P320 and the P365. In fact, the P320 has replaced the M9 as the sidearm of the United States Army. But SIG just doesn't make pistols. Oh no, they make shotguns, bolt-action rifles, and semi-automatic rifles, all to fit your firearm's needs. And if you're looking for training, well, you can sign up for the SIG Sauer Academy. Visit SIGSauer.com to browse firearms or sign up for training. That's SIGSauer.com. SIG Sauer. Never settle. The Freedom 515 movement is an opportunity for Americans to stand together for our constitutional rights, freedom, and civil liberties. We will no longer accept a government that does not work for the people, and we will not accept a media agenda aimed at dividing this country. The time to take a stand in solidarity with your fellow patriots is now. Join us. This peaceful movement is a transpartisan one. As long as you agree that we need and deserve better from our representatives and our government, you have a home here. Visit www.freedom515.com to sign up for email notifications or to join. That website is freedom515.com. The SAS is the most important gun rights organization in existence. Don't believe me? They are responsible for 80% of gun rights cases making their way through the courts right now, fighting to protect your right to keep and bear arms. Still don't believe me? Then head on over to saf.org, where you can read about the current cases open right now. You can also join the fight or donate to the cause. Protecting your rights, one lawsuit at a time. Visit saf.org today. This is Erin, founder of Freedom 515, and you're listening to The American Gun Show. Now back to Jason Reeve. All right, folks, welcome back to the show, and I wonder how much trouble I'm going to get in for that one, but I don't care. Um, real quick before you get started, I think I, I, I should clarify something a little bit. When we were talking earlier and you were talking about Biden's threat, and I talked about Afghanistan, you know, it's not that I'm dismissing the threat, okay? It just doesn't surprise me. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that at all, because you are correct that, you know, the Taliban was able to fight us off for 20 years and we have some of the most sophisticated equipment on the planet. Right. And for Joe Biden to make this claim that we have F-15s and you don't. Um, let me be clear here, Joe. Uh, there are several members in the military and there were even Marines that were standing behind you that don't agree with what you said. Pretty much. And if you think that 
people in our military are going to turn their weapons on their own citizens. If you think that day is going to happen, I will tell you this right now. January 6th will look like a picnic compared to what will be coming down your way. Yeah. Plain and simple. I mean, hate to say it, but that's the truth. Well, from one good tyrant to the next good tyrant, we're going to talk about Kathy Hochul here. Uh, Kathy Hochul, she, the Democrat governor of New York, declared at an event celebrating the implementation of stricter gun laws that the theory of a good guy with a gun stopping bad guys with a gun is over in the Empire State. Hochul said, quote, this whole concept that a good guy with a gun will stop a bad guy with a gun, it doesn't hold up, and the data bears this out. So the theory is over. Her comments come as the state as the state rolls out new laws in response to the U.S. Supreme Court's ruling earlier this year on New York's registra- registration or regulations of obtaining a concealed carry permit was unconstitutionally restrictive. The new laws took effect Thursday and banned people from carrying firearms at most hospitals, restaurants, transit systems, Times Square, parks, schools, theaters, and other areas deemed sensitive locations. Hochul went on to say, quote, we don't need guns in our street. We do not need people carrying guns in our subways. We don't need people carrying guns in our schools. We don't need people carrying guns in our places of worships. We don't need them carrying into bars and restaurants because that only makes people less safe. The governor said the legislation is in direct response to the Supreme Court's ruling in June, explaining the New York explaining the new laws are New York's leaders telling the Supreme Court justices we're going to stand up and pass smart legislation. Woo wee! You know, folks, and I got to tell you, I looked at this list of so-called sensitive areas. It's practically everywhere. Hmm. Practically everywhere. You know, we talked about this before. We talked about this right after the Buren decision. And we said, you don't think that New York's not going to try to pull something? Oh, we knew it was going to happen. And they did. Mm -hmm. This right here is them. And now, don't get me wrong. Here we go again. We're going to be, thank you. Uh, I I just want to tell the taxpayers of New York, thank you. um, Because now we're going to be suing you again. It's probably going to go right back to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court's going to say, hey, guess what? This is unconstitutional. Mm-hmm. The Buren decision specifically stated that people have a right to carry a firearm outside their home in public for their self-protection. Yes. And New York just said, I don't give a damn what the Supreme Court says. I don't give a damn what the Constitution says. You will not carry a gun in my state. Nick, am I missing something? Nope. Typical Democrat MO. I thought you'd have a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> the lion, the witch, and the audacity. I won't finish that because we can't. I can't, but you know where that leads. You know, uh, but but I'm not surprised. I mean, that's what makes it hard to say anything really about it is because I'm not surprised by it. It was the next step that I knew that they were going to take. You know, it's another situation of, hey, does somebody want to answer that phone? Because we called it. <laughs> you know, uh, and at what point do you say enough is enough? 
I mean, we're still at a point in in our society with our with, with our system that we still have a chance to remove these people before they get into a position where we can't. And nobody wants to do it. Well, you know, and the thing is this, I was talking to some people from New York that were, you know, on the, the upstate New York, uh, kind of the red area of New York. Well, you know, it's hard because New York controls the uh, New York controls the, the politics here in the state. Leave. Yeah. Leave. Let them have it. Because you're paying taxes right now. That's going to fight lawsuits. And when you lose, you got to pay money to those people to, to sue you into complying with the Constitution. Is that really where you want your tax dollars going? Right. And then, to make matters worse, this is from A.W.R. Hawkins. Leaked New York NYPD documents presume people carrying guns are doing so illegally. Right. We have a bulletin from the New York Police Department that says officers are to maintain a mindset that people carrying guns are in violation of the law until proven otherwise. Correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but aren't you supposed to be innocent until proven guilty? Yes. So here we are back to talking about 1984 again. Here we are. You are guilty until you prove yourself innocent. All I'm going to say is this, is the previous administration is at this point batting a thousand. Why? Because before Trump left office, he said, they're not after me. They're after you. I'm just in the way. And look what happens now. Look what has happened now that he's not in the way. Well, the bottom line is this. What, What happened right after the Supreme Court announced the Buren decision? Oh, the Supreme Court's illegitimate. It's radicalized. It's this. Yep. It's that. It's we, this is a how could you know what you know why they were all doing that? Because the Supreme Court didn't rule their way. Absolutely. And the Supreme Court is supposed to be the impartial branch of our ju- of our uh, government. Right. But and what we've really come to find out is that it's not so much by political party, because. A friend of mine made a good point about this yesterday. The Supreme Court isn't so much Republican, Democrat, conservative, liberal. It's do I believe the the Constitution as it is written or do I interpret what the Constitution said? Exactly. And that's what kind of judges we have out there. You know, the Amy Cody Barrett's, the uh, Samuel Alito's, the Kavanaugh's, they interpret the Constitution as it was written. And then you have the Sotomayors and the Kenji Jackson Browns and the Kagan that interpret what the Constitution says. Yeah, they come out and they say, well, this is what they meant. Yeah. This is a direct response to uh, the Supreme Court's decision. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it blows my mind. You know, the, these people cannot seem to take a loss. They, they just can't. No, and they won't because because this is what this is. This this was. They did something they knew they weren't supposed to do. The Supreme Court swatted it down. They turned around and looked at the Supreme Court. You know, the Supreme Court said, you can't do this. 
And then they said, watch me. Yeah. And when the Supreme Court rules, that that's it. It's a done deal. Right. The Supreme Court can revisit a case. Yes, they but absolutely can't. But they're the only ones who can. But you can't have a lower court say, well, we don't agree with the Supreme Court's decision, so we're going to overrule the Supreme Court. No, the Supreme Court, the buck stops with them. Right. That's settled law. When they rule and say, no, this is unconstitutional, that means it has to stop. Right. And then, and, and this is the funny thing. Our, our friend Dave Workman said this a couple days ago. What's happening in New York, because they want three years of your social media history for your, the new permit process, to deem if you're a good person. Whatever that means. He said, guys... They are using the First Amendment to go after the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. The writing is on the wall. Why are we not? Why is nobody pointing this out? I mean, we've been pointing it out. We've been saying on this show ever since we've been on air. Generally, if there's something, if they're going after the Second Amendment, they're violating your First Amendment and you're violating your Fourth Amendment. They all go hand in hand. And when the second one goes down, you watch how fast they come for the rest of them. Well, look at Virginia. Like we said, we've already seen that. Yeah. As soon as they pass gun control, next thing they were doing, they were trying to pass a law that if you criticize this on social media, that's a crime. Right. Well, I hate to tell you, you're a public figure. Getting criticized is part of the job. Exactly. I get criticized for doing this job. I'm not a politician. I get criticized for doing this job all the time because I get your hate mail. And you go say, okay, sorry, I'm a big boy. I got tough skin. These people don't bother me. That's part of the job. Mm-hmm. When you're a pub, when you're a public, like a badge of honor, when you are a public figure, you are going to get criticized. The only problem is the people like Kathy Hochul can't stand it when they get criticized. Cause they know they're wrong. Nor, nor can any Democrat. As A.W.R. Hawkins said, and I'm, I'm trying to get the audio for this, but A.W.R. Hawkins said, the Democrats are coming, the Democrats are coming. <laughs> it, was one, it was one of the greatest sound bites i ever seen. But um, One by land, two by sea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was great. All right, for, folks, we're going to step away for timeout. We'll be right back after this. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com. Casino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Looking for a new firearm but don't know where to start? Well, look no further than Taurus. 
Taurus has a variety of firearms from revolvers to semi-automatics. These firearms include the Defender 856, the G2C, the all-new G3, and the TX-22 2019's Guns and Ammo Handgun of the Year. Taurus firearms are reliable and reasonably priced. Go to TaurusUSA.com to browse their selection of firearms. Taurus Firearms, designed to protect. Hello folks, Jason Reeve here. As a veteran, I thought I knew a lot about guns until I joined the USCCA. I then realized how much I didn't know about guns or concealed carry. The training I got from the USCCA not only helped my marksmanship, but also my decision making and my confidence. If you are in need of this life-saving training, it's simple. All you have to do is go to uscca.com to begin your path to becoming a responsibly armed American. Hello, Jason Reeve here, and as a veteran, I know the struggle of being discharged from the military and readjusting to civilian life. Unfortunately, this is a battle that many of our veterans have to face. Suicide rates among veterans are 22 a day and are likely to climb. That is why the American Gun Show is a supporter of Mission 22. Mission 22 is a nonprofit organization that is dedicated to healing our American veterans when they need it the most right now. Mission 22 offers treatment for post-traumatic stress syndrome and traumatic brain injury and all other issues our veterans are facing today. Visit Mission 22 to donate. Mission 22, when their tour is over, our mission begins. This segment of the American Gun Show is brought to you by the United States Concealed Carry Association. Visit uscca.com to begin your path to becoming a responsibly armed American. All right, folks, welcome back to the show. Um, we, I'm here with my guest, uh, the voice of reason, Nick Messer, uh, my co-host on uh, Freedom and Reason, which will be airing right after uh, this show ends tonight. Uh, gun Control Group calls for... Major credit card uh, companies to flag gun and ammo purchases. This is by AWR Hawkins. Giffords Gun Control Group is calling on major credit card companies to flag gun and ammo purchases. Giffords posted a tweet last Sunday which said, quote, The shooters of at, uh, in at least five mass shootings have stockpiled guns and ammo using credit cards and killed 145 people. Visa, MasterCard, and American Express have the power to flag suspicious purchases and save lives. Call on them to act. The tweet is linked to a campaign by another gun control group called Guns Down America. Guns Down America campaign says, quote, between 2007 and 2020, the killers and at least five major mass shootings used credit cards to finance their deadly rampages. These individuals exploited the banking system to purchase legal or large quantities of firearms and ammunition, and the financial industry has the power to stop them. In some of the examples cited by Guns Down America, 
the attackers purchased their guns and ammunition over a 12-month time frame rather than in a matter of weeks or days. Guns Down America wants major credit card companies to stop categorizing firearms and firearms-related purchases as sporting goods and create a new category into which guns and ammo are per- purchases can be scrutinized. A similar campaign was run by gun controllers in 2018 that sought to pressure credit card companies into cutting ties with semi-automatic rifle makers. And on March 9, 2018, Breitbart News reported that Visa refused to succumb to the pressure, noting that it's not credit cards companies' jobs to set restrictions on the sale of lawful goods and services. So, Nick, my first question. Oh, and by the way, I want to I want to tell you, Guns Down America is run by Igor Volsky, and I've had some uh, good uh, Twitter spats with him. Uh, he's no different than Giffords or anybody else. Um, let me ask you something here, Nick. Are anybody who, as we know, most mass shooters pass background checks, so they're buying their guns legally. So is are what they doing using a credit card to buy a firearm? Is that unlawful? No. So they're not committing a crime to purchase their guns or ammunition. No, but, they're not. So here is Giffords. And I guess where I'm trying to go here with, with uh, my question is, so Giffords is trying to say that because mass shooters have used credit cards, they should go ahead and scrutinize everybody else and flag our purchases. Uh, gun control comp- gun control advocates uh, that back this sort of idea are trying to say that we uh, don't agree with how you're spending your money, so we're going to restrict your access to it. Because I would like to point out that if you have a hold a debit card from a banking institution, it runs through Visa, MasterCard, or Discover system. So that means not only could you not use a credit card, but you could not use your personal debit card to access your personal funds in your bank account. That's what they're doing. You know, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't a country already doing something like this? Yeah. Yeah, there, yeah, there is. Yeah. yeah, which country is that? China. Yeah. See how this is all tying together, folks, in the first segment? <laughs> See how this all is tying together. You have the Democrats and gun control groups who want to ban guns, take them away. Trust me, when a Democrat says they don't want to take away your guns, they want to take away your guns. Period. Now you have them saying, telling credit card companies, Hey, you shouldn't let your, your customers lawfully purchase a lawful good. Right. More and more communism every day. Mm-hmm. You don't need that. You shouldn't be spending your money on that. So we're not going to let you. Yeah. It's un- it's really unbelievable. It's really unbelievable where, where we are going here. And unfortunately, and I'm just going to go right out and say it. Unfortunately, we have too many stupid people in this country that believe this crap. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? Let me let me reach out to you stupid people right now so you understand this. They might come for my guns today. They will come they will come for something that's meaningful to you somewhere down the road. They will. Absolutely they will. 
when they need to enforce your compliance, that's exactly what they'll do. I promise you, I will promise you right here, right now, you can stand and choose to die upon the hill of gun control, and I will assure you, the minute they get their gun control, the next thing they'll come for is your ability to vote. Mm-hmm. They, once you can no longer forcefully remove them from office, then they'll make sure you can't buy vote either. Guaranteed. It's all coming together, folks. It's all coming together. I mean, I mean, that's what we do here at the the American Gun Show. We take the dots and we draw a straight line through them. Right. Everything is tying together from what we talked about in the first segment. And, you know, now you have a gun control. First of all, who the hell is Gabby Gifford, Stephen? She has no authority to tell the banks to do whatever. Right. So what's she trying to do? You know, this is what it comes down to, folks. Bottom line. This comes down to the fact that, okay, we know we're not going to be able to get this through Congress. So we need you, the dumb Americans, the American idiots, to go ahead and go to Visa, MasterCard, and American Express and go, hey, we don't like this. We need you to, and, and if you don't do this, I'm, we're going to just boycott you and we're not going to do your business with you anymore. Right. And hopefully by enough people doing that, Visa and MasterCard would be like, hey, you know what? We can't, afford, we can't afford to lose money, so let's just go ahead and do what these crazy people want. Right. And, and, for, and it boggles my mind that the same people who scream about, cor- about gun control are the same people who scream about corporatism and being a corporate shill. Why are you being a corporate shill for gun control? Because that's what you're doing. Well, the, we always have said this. The means, ju- the the ends justify the means. They will be completely one hundred percent hypocritical as long as they get what they want, and that's what ma- and that's what makes these people so dangerous. And and, and I'll be honest. I'll, I'll go back to the old adage that came out. What was it like? 2016, 2017? Molan Lab. Well, that's that's been out for a long time. It's been out some, since before then, but. You know, the, the bottom line is this, folks, you know, we're, we're literally sitting here talking about Giffords is trying to centralize our banking system, mm-hmm. our credit system. Folks, they already do this in China. Yeah. If you ain't a good person in China, you know what they do? They take your money from you. They tell you what you can and can't buy. This mm-hmm. is this is straight out of the communist playbook. Who are who is the federal government or any gun control group to say to me, Nick, or anybody else, you cannot spend your money on this? They have no authority to say that at all whatsoever. This is a lawful product. I mean, think about it this way. You want to go buy that new SUV that's out? You've been saving up your money. This is the SUV you want. You go down to the dealership and then you find out when you get to the dealership. Oh, yeah. You know, Gifford said you can't have it. It's an assault vehicle. Right. So, you you know, you can't have it. 
Precisely. But wait a second. It's a, it's a lawful product. It's a lawful product. I, I got a, I got a comment here on discord. Don't you think you could be a little bit more nicer about it? No, I'm not going to be nice about it. I'm tired of being nice about it. You spent half a decade being nice about it. I've spent three years being nice about it. I'm not nice anymore. No, I'm not going to be nice about it because you know what? Um, when Joe Biden just came out and directly threatened my way of life, I'm not going to be nice about it anymore. Plain and simple. And, you know, I would say to that person in Discord, maybe we need a few more people getting mean. Oh, we need a lot more people getting mean. It ain't just, you know, just the, the look, guys, what I'm trying to say is this. What are the Republicans focused on right now? They're all Repu- they're all focused on the Mar-a-Lago crap. Yep. Donald Trump is not on the ballot. And I know the Democrats want to make Donald Trump on the ballot because they think that's their winning strategy. And what is their winning strategy? Their winning strategy is pretty clear. They don't have one. They don't have one. They can't run on the economy or crime or anything like that. The only thing they can run on is we're not Donald Trump. Yep. Republicans should be focusing on inflation and crime and border, things like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Hell, realistically, all Republican really needs to do is get up there and say, no, you know what, Joe? You saying that we're going to ban assault weapons? No. Every Republican out there right now should be campaigning going, Joe Biden wants to take your guns. That's really all you'd have to do, Mm -hmm. to be honest with you. But no, the Republicans want to be idiots and, oh, let's let's focus on on the Mar-a-Lago thing. I'm done with Mar-a-Lago, folks, and I'm done being nice about it. I've been doing this for almost, I'm entering my sixth year of doing this show. I've been nice. I've debated with people like David Hogg and Gabby Giffords and everybody like that. And you know where it's gotten me? Nowhere. So I'm not going to be nice about it anymore. If you have a problem with that, I got a simple solution for you. Change the dial. Mm-hmm. Change the change the radio station. It's that simple. Nick, you got an exclamation point before we go to break? April 19th, 1777. The British military showed up at Lexington and Concord to take our guns. We shot them. Need you say more? I don't think so. We'll be back after this. <laughs> Are you looking for an iconic firearm to add to your collection? Well, look no further than Beretta Firearms. Beretta is the oldest firearms manufacturer in the world, supplying firearms as far back as 1650. In fact, the Beretta 92FS was the primary sidearm for the U.S. Armed Forces. Beretta has all types of handguns, rifles, and shotguns to fit your needs, whether it be home defense or concealed carry. Handgun Options include the 92, PX4 Storm, and the new APX series. Beretta is known for reliability and effectiveness. That's why so many military and law enforcement have relied on Beretta. Visit Beretta.com to view their selections. Beretta, win the fight.
A big part of the concealed carry lifestyle is carrying your firearm at all times. This can be difficult if you don't have the right holster. I've tried many holsters with minimum success. Then I tried the cloak tuck, an inside the waistband holster made by Alien Gear Holsters. They also make the Shapes Shift Holster Series, have lifetime warranties, and are made right here in the USA. Visit AlienGearHolsters.com to browse their selections and find the best holster for your lifestyle. The SAF is the most important gun rights organization in existence. Don't believe me? They are responsible for 80% of gun rights cases making their way through the courts right now, fighting to protect your right to keep and bear arms. Still don't believe me? Then head on over to saf.org, where you can read about the current cases open right now. You can also join the fight or donate to the cause. Protecting your rights, one lawsuit at a time. Visit saf.org today. segment of the American Gun Show is brought to you by the Second Amendment Foundation. Join or donate at saf.org. Now back to the defender of your gun rights, Jason Reed. All right, folks, welcome back to the show. And as you can see on the bottom of your screen right there, you can follow me on social media at Jason Reeve 81, Facebook, Jason Reeve, Twitch, the American Gun Show and TikTok, the American Gun Show. Join the fight for to protect the Second Amendment. You can also email me at AGS19811 at Outlook.com. I read every single email that comes through. And if it's good enough, I might even read it here on the show. You never know. <laughs> Nick, I'm about to blow your mind. Good luck. Oh, no. I'm about to blow your mind. What if I told you that California rejected a gun control bill? I would say you're lying. I'm not lying. Wait till you hear this. This came from A.W.R. Hawkins because literally when I read this, my head exploded. I was like, what? What did the Republicans put in the bill as an additional that they didn't like? Nothing. This didn't happen. Oh, it did. Oh, it did. California votes down film industry gun safety regulations inspired by Alec Baldwin's rush shooting. A bill to institute gun safety measures in the aftermath of the October 21st, 2021 rush shooting has failed to pass the Democrat-dominated California legislature. Senate Bill 831 was sponsored by uh, State Senator Dan Cortese, Democrat out of San Jose. The text of Senate Bill 831 says the bill would require a motion picture production employer to hire a qualified set safety supervisor for all motion picture productions to perform a risk assessment as specified to be completed prior to the first day of production on a feature, an episode of a series, or a program, or and to be on set daily to ensure cast, crew, and are not engaged or exposed to an environment or activity that puts workers and health and safety at risk. The text makes clear that SB 831 would allow the use of firearms or blank ammunition containing gunpowder or other explosive charge on motion picture productions only for specific uh, purposes 
under specific safety conditions. It also adds in the bill, the bill would require for a a qualified armorer, property master, or designee handling of firearm in the course of the motion picture production to have a specific state permit to have completed certain training in firearms and to have a specific federal document for the possession and custody of firearms. The bill would require an employer to document and report to certain entities any incident involving a firearm or blank ammunition that occurs during the film or television production as prescribed. The Los Angeles Times noted that two Hollywood's biggest unions, the the Directors Guild of America and the International Alliance of uh, Theoretical State Employees, are being blamed for the failure to secure the gun on that set. Cinematographer Helena Hutchinson was killed and director Joel Souza was wounded in the October shooting on the Rush set. Now, of course, uh, Alec Baldwin admitted to cocking the, the gun but said he never fired the gun. The FBI has come out and said that is not true. Uh, Baldwin had to have pulled the trigger on that firearm. This bill was killed by Democrats in the state legislation. Now, doesn't that just make your mind blow? Where you go... Hey, do you want to answer that? No, I want you to answer it. You're shaking your head no. <laughs> I'm saying, do you want to answer that phone? Because they didn't pass it. Because it's not about safety and gun control. They want your guns. And this is blatantly obvious of that. This, this is actu- an actual safety legislation. This is about actual safety. All right. A major motion picture company failed to provide the proper safety safeguards, the proper safeguards, which we advocate for on a set, and it got someone killed. So now a law was introduced in the state of California who's supposed to be all about gun control and keeping people safe, right? And they failed to pass it. They refused to pass it. Why? Because it's not about actually making firearms safe. They just want to take them from you. Because if they wanted to make them safe, they'd pass this. Uh, I have to disagree with you. And I think the reason why they didn't pass this is because California doesn't want to piss off the motion picture companies. And not only that, who do you think are the gun safety experts they'd have to get? Well, yeah, they'd have to bring in like Colian Noir and they'd have to get Hawkins and guys like that. They would have to get NRA certified instructors. Yeah. You can't have that. I mean, I can kind of understand where that would be, but you know, the fact of the matter still boils back to the exact same thing that I just said. If they truly cared about safety, they'd bite the bullet pun intended. You're not do with that. You're not wrong on that. The reason I say this is what makes this so mind blowing is because this is actual. This makes sense. This, this legislation does make sense. This isn't a gun. This isn't so much of a gun control bill. This is a, hey, you know what? This makes sense that we're not, we can't have this happen again on a movie set. Right. And I sat back and I thought about this for a second and I'm like, this makes sense. This is actually good legislation. Hey, we are going to, we are going to require you bring a expert 
onto your set to mm-hmm. provide safety and security with these firearms. That way this never happens again. Right. But the fact of the matter is you're going to have to bring the dreaded NRA instructor onto your set to do that. Essentially. Yeah. So, I mean, but the fact of the matter still stands is, is, you know, that's going to happen anyway, to be quite honest with you, because the actors are going to demand it. They're going to demand that they be safe. That depends on who's who the producer is. Now we know Alec Baldwin was the producer of this film. Right. That that's a big difference. Now, some actors, yeah, they are going to require that. But I think on a lot of these guys, and and we know this for a fact because they talked about this during the rush the rush uh, shooting. A lot of these people, in these productions, they're trying to do this with as much less budget as they can. Yeah, obviously. So they're going to cut corners where, I mean, how many times have we talked about movie sets being unsafe? Not just, not just from guns, but from everything else. Right. Right. You know, uh, Hollywood has a history of movie sets not being safe. Well, yeah, exactly. You know, and, and that's the thing. Hollywood doesn't deal with OSHA standards like you and I do with deal with at work. You know what I mean? And and this legislation would be essentially a codification of something that would be considered probably an OSHA standard. You know what I mean? Like, you know, as well as I do, if we dealt. Well, I mean, look at jobs that involve blasting and stuff like that and the OSHA standards and regulations that they have to follow in order to be able to do that at like, you know, a salt mine or a rock quarry or something like that, you know. There's there's legislation and regulations for that kind of stuff. Why would it be any different for for a movie set? You yeah. know, if we had something like that, we'd probably still have Brandon Lee. Yeah. You know what I mean? The how many times do we hear about the shocking information about some actor or cinematographer or somebody like that getting killed on a set? Because of negligence. Like, I, underst- I, I can understand that, like, sometimes, you know, actors do their own stunts, and stunts are inherently dangerous, and so on and so forth. Like, I get that. There, there's a risk there, you know. But when we're talking about just sheer negligence, that's preventable. Well, the bottom line is, and, and you know, one of the things that we've talked about with the Rush case is that there was not a certified firearms instructor on that set. Correct. Their armor was amateur at best. Correct. And before the shooting even occurred, they had no idea who was in possession of this gun. They had no idea where the, you know, where the gun was at until they handed it to Alec Baldwin and he fired and he fired the fatal shot. Mm hmm. And the fact of the matter is, is yeah, that that boils down to straight negligence. Yep. But you have to ask yourself in this situation, and, I, and your point is valid. Your, your point is a very valid point. But I think what is more realistic is they don't want to bring NRA people in because, as we know, the Democrats in California hate the NRA. Yeah, I know they do. I but, mean, we, we have a small differing in opinion of opinion in the fact that I think that their driving force is the fact that they just really don't actually care. Well, we know this because, as you pointed out, and like I said, your point is very valid. This mm-hmm. is actual gun safety legislation that they are balking at. 
and yours is valid as well. It's just our disagreement is which one is more important to them. And we can speculate this until the, well, until the I earth mean, stops spinning. I mean, the one thing about, <laughs> well, let me just put it this way. At least we're not eating crow on this one like we had to with Nikki Freed. Right. I mean, we're we're literally, and I'm sitting here going, you know, I've always said there isn't one gun control legislation that California is going to turn down. And then I see this and go, what? <laughs> right. California is like they're they're putting this one. And I can't believe they're punting it because, I, to be quite honest with you, Second Amendment, true Second Amendment supporters would not have any. They, they would support this bill. Right. Because, like I said, this bill makes sense. Exactly. You know, and and and, and it furthers that ideology that we teach that we tell people all the time that when it comes to gun safety education is key so having a well-educated certified person on set to keep these things safe and to keep the actors safe is a good idea well when you go to most ranges who do you often see there there's a range master there's a range master there he is the qualified dude on the range yes that if you're having a problem or if you're doing something you're not supposed to be doing he's going to be coming over going hey uh with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I need to talk to you for a second here, folks. Right. Well, and I've got a question for you about the, about, about the range master is for, you know, have you ever met somebody who's a range master that's only been a range master for like a year or two. No. Like ev- every range master I have ever met and ever dealt with has been a range master for at least a decade. Yeah, there's now don't get me wrong, I've been to some ranges where they've just gotten out of their training, but there's another range master there. Right. You know, it's it's kind of like they're doing OJT, I guess would be the term. Yeah, OJT or an apprenticeship. You know, they're not cutting the lo- the dude loose, but I mean, the bottom line is there's a qualified. Per- I mean, hell, even at the at the pri- or the public range in Jasper County, yeah, the, there's a there's a dude there, and that dude's been doing it for like since I was a kid. He's been doing it like thirty years. I mean, <laughs> the fact of the matter is, folks, Hollywood actors seldom have any kind of experience with firearms at at all. They're minimum at best. Right. I mean, why, at best, it's what they've dealt with on movie sets. Why would we not want to put a NRA instructor there? Absolutely. Or a certified firearms expert. Why wouldn't we put them there? Like I said, this bill made complete and utter sense. And California said, no, we can't do that. 
I mean, I'm not even going to require that they, I wouldn't even require that they have an NRA certified instructor there. I would say, you know, a master of arms from a police force would yeah, work some for kind me. Of fi- some kind of firearms expert. Yeah, to absolutely. Be there. And California said, no, we're not doing that. And that's, and that's because they want to be able to continue to push the narrative of demonizing firearms because they want these accidents to continue to happen. I told well, you. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. If, if you really, then Alec Baldwin needs to be arrested immediately. I agree. Because Alec Baldwin, because what do we always tell people? Every bullet that comes out of your gun, you're responsible for. Yep. Regardless if it's on a movie set or if you're carrying your firearm down the street. And do not think for one second, and I'm going to bring this up, but do not think for one second if Eli Dickin had hit an innocent bystander in his defense down in Greenwood that they would not be absolutely trying to grill him for that. Yeah, But Alec, Alec Baldwin gets off the hook. Well, he's not, I mean, he's probably going to be sued by Hutchinson's family. That's probably the worst that's going to happen to him. But right. the bottom line is, uh, he should be in jail. Mm-hmm. And no, it's not first degree murder or anything like that. It, but it is negligent homicide. Yes, absolutely. It is. That's exactly what it is. And for Alec Baldwin to come out and say, I mean, Alec Baldwin went as far. This is how nuts Alec Baldwin is. Alec Baldwin went as far to say that a Trump supporter loaded the gun. I'm sorry. Um, that dude don't need to be acting in any kind of movie that has a firearm. Period. I don't, I, I, I don't think he needs to see to breathe free air anymore, to be quite honest with you. Yeah. I, because I, he I, is absolutely deflecting all blame. All blame. Not only did you pull the trigger, not only has it been proven by the FBI that you did pull the trigger and fired that firearm, it was your responsibility to make sure that there was a person there that was qualified enough to make sure you didn't do something that stupid. And you didn't. Yeah, and and oftentimes, uh, well, I mean, it's it's Hollywood elitism at its finest. You know? Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's not my fault. It's somebody else's fault. But see, yeah. that's the thing. If they pass that law, what you said about Alec Baldwin needing to, be, needing to be arrested immediately for negligent homicide, that's what they would have to do. Right. And like I said, that that's what leads me to believe that, um, well, they don't want to do that because it's Alec Baldwin. You know? But it's, it's like right. I told you a month ago. I said, I told you a month ago, they let these things happen on purpose to further their narrative. And that's exactly what this is. All right. Well, let's move on here because we could talk about this for the rest of the show. But let's move on here. Lessons from Liz Cheney, or I should say the failure that is Liz Cheney. You know, folks, here's a little trivia question for you. I know Nick knows the answer to this question. How many congressional seats are for Wyoming. And if you answered one, you are correct. House. Basic, basically, the House seat, there's one House seat for Wyoming. That's mm-hmm. it. And Liz Cheney managed to PO everybody in uh, 
Wyoming, and she is no longer going to be employed at the end of this uh, year. She got primaried. Uh, Hard. <laughs> so I guess what people are asking, uh, you know, I've had pe- a lot of people ask me this question. Why should we talk about a defeated incumbent who lost particularly? Well, it's better to learn from the mistakes of others, particularly when they're not on our side. And yes, Liz Cheney has functionally gone to the other side. Rather than to have to digest the lessons learned after our side suffers a defeat, maybe the biggest lesson learned is not openly and brilliantly side with people who have previously shown that they hate our guts. Mm -hmm. It's an instant credibility killer for starters. I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw this one out here, folks. Uh, Rob Pincus, Rob Pincus, probably one of the greatest firearms instructors out there. Decided one day that he was gonna side with somebody from one of the gun control groups, and they wrote an op-ed together. That has seriously hurt Rob Pincus. Mm-hmm. Rob Pincus used to be on my mentors program, Armed American Radio, all the time. He's no longer there. He used to be on, you know, he was our go-to guy for firearms related. Hey, we want to talk about, you know, do you think this was good? I often would talk to Rob right after a mass shooting and said, well, what do you think these people did? Do you think it was good or bad? This is what happens when you jump in bed with the other side. And Liz Cheney did that. She jumped in bed with the Democrats on trying to, frame Donald Trump as the instigator of January 6th. And look how that worked out for her. Mm-hmm. Got her looking for a job. <laughs> and, you know, the thing is this, and, and, and the lesson that really, you know, we have to look at here, that the major takeaway that people need to understand about this, Liz Cheney's actions over the last 19 months, they know that you cannot compromise with anybody's right to keep and bear arms with their way of life with anything. I mean, her daddy, Dick Cheney came out and did a campaign thing for her in that, or in that whole campaign ad. He never once talked about the people of Wyoming, what she was going to do for the people of Wyoming. It was all about Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. Nick, is it fair to say that Liz Cheney had Trump, derangement syndrome on steroids yeah she had the alpha variant (laughs) i mean it was bad folks i mean she's the last 19 months liz cheney has spent her time just doing everything she could to destroy donald (laughs) Trump. hell even when liz cheney lost her primary she even said i will continue to fight donald trump God, it must suck to have somebody live rent-free in your head like that. Right. Especially someone who's not even holding office anymore. Especially someone who hasn't even declared their candidacy for presidency again. Like, you don't even know that he's going to run. You know? (laughs) Donald Trump is petty, and he's a troll. And he's been a troll the entire time. And he is, he is absolutely the kind of person that will lead you to believe that he is going to run for president just to watch you lose your mind right up until the last minute and go, nah, I'm not going to run. 
Well, here's an interesting thing, because, you know, what does Liz Cheney have to do with guns? Well, you guys know that Liz Cheney reached out to a notorious gun control supporter to help her keep her seat? Listen, nothing that comes out of that family should ever have any involvement in gun control after what Dick Cheney did. Well, right, that, but that, <laughs> that's besides the point. Do you know who the person she reached out to was? Uh, no, I don't know, but I could take a couple of guesses. Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner's gun control? Oh, yeah. Really? Yep. Mr. I shoot a bunch of stuff up myself in movies. Mm. Yeah, you know, the, he's got that, uh, that, um, he's got that real, uh, you know, that Yellowstone that he's filming yeah. out in Wyoming right now. Yeah. 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 He was in that show Hatfield and McCoy's where he was shooting everybody. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, yeah. That's kind of my point. But yeah, he's a he's a gun controller. Uh, Liz Cheney tweeted out during the campaign with Kevin Costner wearing a shirt that said, I'm for Liz Cheney. And she said, real men put country over party. Well, I think the real men of Wyoming have, uh, I think they disagreed with you. I think the people in Wyoming and whole as a whole pretty well disagreed with you because you lost by like 30 points. Yeah. <laughs> you got you lost by a landslide in the it, primary. Yeah, it wasn't that you you just lost. You got absolutely demolished. Mhm. And this is what happens when you side with the other side. Mhm. You know, Adam Kinzinger, he was another he's another rhino Republican that sided with the Democrats. He's not even running for office. Mm-hmm. He knew. And oh yeah. He, he knew. knew the minute that he voted to impeach Donald Trump and joined the January sixth committee, he knew it was political suicide. You watch. You watch. I'm gonna call it right here, right now. September fourth, twenty twenty two. In twenty twenty four, when the next round of elections comes up they'll both be on the Democrat ticket. You know what? That, I, I would not be surprised. But hey, you know what? Let me just say this. I will give you Liz Cheney for Tulsi Gabbard. Fair trade. Fair trade. I'll, give, mean, you bo- I'll give you both of them. I'll give you yeah. a two for one. Yeah. You can have both of them for Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah. And I mean, hell, I'll even throw in Todd Young. Yeah, yeah, I, I do. I do that. I'll even throw in Todd Young for you, but uh, I mean, Liz Cheney should have known. And you know, yeah, you're absolutely right. Liz Cheney uh, should, and anybody in the Cheney family should not be talking about gun control when Dick Cheney shot a dude in the face. Not just any dude. It wasn't some random dude. He shot his best friend in the face. Said he thought it was a quail. Dude, they were like six feet apart. Like. That was a quail. I thought it was a quail. What, did you think it was Dan Quail? <laughs> no. I'm like, I'm like, really? What are you I trying mean, to say about the quails? I mean, yeah, we, we are going to make a little bit of fun of Dick on this one because, I mean. He earned it. We, he earned I, that one. I mean, how in the world do you shoot a guy in the face that's six feet away from you and go, I thought he was a quail? Uh, a quail is like this bird that's about yay big. It's not even that big. Quail are tiny. They're they're, they're like they're like well, it's big. I remember, I'm staring. You're staring at a TV screen here, so like big. you know 
But what I'm saying is, is that a human being doesn't look anything like a quail. No. <laughs> I mean, what happened? This dude pop his head up and he go, hey, Dick. What, what in the world, man? They're walking around wearing bright orange. Yeah, right. How'd you miss it? Obviously, he didn't because he hit him in the face. <laughs> you know, there, there was one tweet that I that I saw and I laughed very hard on it because it said. Donald Trump has effectively ended the Bush's dynasty, the Clinton dynasty and the Cheney dynasty within four years. I mean, I'd call that draining the swamp, at least getting a start. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. mean, that's a start. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's a very interesting thing, uh, you know, that when we look at it and go, man, this, this is crazy. Um, and speaking of crazy, I've got a story that we're going to talk about when we get back because this was just absolutely hysterical. Um, Nick, I told you about it at work, and I didn't know if I was going to talk about it on the show, but I sat back and thought about it like, no, no, we're we got it because it was just that good. Plus, there was also some love that was finally given to the 40 caliber. So we'll be right back after this. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vdw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus Hello folks, Jason Reeve here. If you're looking for a great firearm, Sig Sauer is a great place to start. Sig is the makers of the P320 and the P365. In fact, the P320 has replaced the M9 as the sidearm of the United States Army. But Sig just doesn't make pistols. Oh no, they make shotguns, bolt-action rifles, and semi-automatic rifles, all to fit your firearm's needs. And if you're looking for training, well, you can sign up for the Sig Sauer Academy. Visit SigSauer.com to browse firearms or sign up for training. That's SigSauer.com. Sig Sauer. Never settle. The Freedom 515 movement is an opportunity for Americans to stand together for our constitutional rights, freedom, and civil liberties. We will no longer accept a government that does not work for the people, and we will not accept a media agenda aimed at dividing this country. The time to take a stand in solidarity with your fellow patriots is now. Join us. This peaceful movement is a transpartisan one. As long as you agree that we need and deserve better from our representatives and our government, you have a home here. 
visit www.freedom515.com to sign up for email notifications or to join. That website is freedom515.com. Hello, Nick Messer here. As a veteran, I know the struggle of being discharged from the military and readjusting to civilian life. Hello, Jason Reeve here. And as a veteran, I know the struggle of being discharged from the military and readjusting to civilian life. Unfortunately, this is a battle that many of our veterans have to face. Suicide rates among veterans are 22 a day and are likely to climb. That is why the American Gun Show is a supporter of Mission 22. Mission 22 is a nonprofit organization that is dedicated to healing our American veterans when they need it the most right now. Mission 22 offers treatment for post-traumatic stress syndrome and traumatic brain injury and all other issues our veterans are facing today. Visit Mission 22 to donate. Mission 22, when their tour is over, our mission begins. This is Erin, founder of Freedom 515, and you're listening to the American Gun Show. Now back to Jason Reeve. All right, folks, welcome back to the show. And as a story I was promising you here, uh, Nick, how many bear stories have we talked about on the show? Not many, and they don't usually end well. Well, let me put it to you this way. I came across a very interesting statistic when I was looking for this story. You know what the success rate of killing a bear with a handgun is? There's only like one or two, isn't there? 37 incidents, 97% success rate. Really? That's pretty mind-blowing. Right, but here's the thing. And I want to stress this because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, somebody's going to try it. <laughs> I want to stress this. You better be prepared to mag dump on that bear. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you what right now, a nine millimeter with a big old grizzly bear. You better mag dump. Yeah. <laughs> And if you've got time to reload and do it again, I would recommend. <laughs> let, me put, let me put it this way. Okay, this is a story out of Steamboat Springs, Colorado. A, a black bear, and not a grizzly, a black bear. There's a difference, folks. A big one. Uh, this was a, yeah, this was a big black bear because this was a 400-pound black bear yeah. that broke into a person's home, uh, came upstairs, and... There was apparently there was a ruckus of some sort. Doesn't say too much in the story what the bear was trying to get into, but it awoke the wife. The wife screamed, there's a bear in the house. Now, I want you let's do a little theater of the mind here, folks. You get up in the middle of the night and find a 400 pound black bear in your home. That ain't good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, no. And there's some jokes there, but I'll make them off the air. Yeah, but the the thing is this, <laughs> you know, black bears are generally, they're somewhere around like the 250, 300 pound range. 
When yeah. you get when you get a black bear up in four hundred pounds and over, that is a big bear. But so the the father and the the man of the house, he come out and he saw the bear. He grabbed his forty caliber gun. Now we don't know what kind of gun it is, so I don't know how many how many rounds he had or anything like that. Don't know if it was like an eight round forty or a a fourteen shot forty. Don't know because it, it doesn't specify, but. He fired a shot at the bear. The bear became agitated and charged the man, and he mag-dumped on this bear. And the bear finally said, all right, you know what? I've been hit enough times. I'm going to go ahead and leave, and then died on the front steps. The, 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 this guy, the bear was between the parents and the children. Right. Up, up on, up on the, the foyer of the staircase. Mm-hmm. So he was doing, and look, folks, before you start writing in and being like, well, what did they do wrong? They didn't do anything wrong. These people in this house at Steambroke, uh, Steambroke uh, Springs, Colorado, they didn't do anything wrong. This is where I have a problem with the story. It's all you tree hugging hippies out there that say we are conditioning the bears to break into people's homes. Stop it. Just stop. We are not conditioning bears to break into people's homes. Bears are opportunistic predators. Mm-hmm. Bears will take it easy. Well, any predator is an opportunistic hunter. Do you think? Do you think a pack of wolves is going to go after a fully grown adult bull bison, or are they going to go after the sick cow? Right. They're going to go after the sick cow. Right. This bear came into the house. And this guy mag dumped a 40 cal gun on him on this bear. And hey, I I ain't got no fault with that. I'd be mm. like, hey, dude. <laughs> you- like I said at the beginning of the story, if you've got time to reload and do it again. I, and, and here's one of the key points that I need to really kind of make in this story. I really want to highlight. He mag dumped on the bear. The bear was still there. It chose to leave. <laughs> it was still alive. <laughs> so if it had chose to maul him before it died, it could have. Folks, what I'm trying to say is this. You guys need to understand something about bears. Black bears, grizzly bears, polar bears, whatever. They are predators. Mm-hmm. When you go into the woods, and, I, and I'll tell you this here in Indiana, we have coyotes here. Not inherently dangerous to humans. But when I'm going out hunting deer and I shoot a deer and there's a coyote staring at me, it's doing two things. It's one, it's either looking at me as a threat or two, it's sizing me up. Mm-hmm. It's deciding on whether or not it's going to have deer or human and deer. It's literally, and you have that happen with bears too. Mm-hmm. You go out into the woods in Wyoming, Colorado, Montana, where bears are at. And if a bear is staring at you, chances are it's sizing you up or it's trying to determine whether you're a threat. Mm -hmm. One or the other. Absolutely. Trust me. He's not out there looking for picnic baskets. (laughs) You're not dealing with Yogi here. (laughs) I'm just telling you right now. You know, you don't. You, you, when it comes to bear, you just don't play. You don't. Well, and here's the other thing. And God forbid they're with a cub. 
Oh yeah, you're. The, if you're, if you run into well. a bear with a cub, you you better be ready to shoot. Yeah, because mama, the term mama bear <laughs> exists for a reason. Yeah, you know the fact of the matter stands is is that bear are on par as far as being a predator as cheetahs, lions, tigers. You know, we know this. Wizard of Oz. Lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. You know, they're apex predators. They exist in the food chain at, right below us. As a matter of fact, I would say that bears are probably on our level along with lions and tigers just because we don't eat them. They eat what we eat. They're on our level as apex predators. Okay, and when apex predators clash, the only result is one of them dying, period. So is it going to be me or is it going to be the bear? Well, you better believe if I'm in that situation, I'm going to try to ensure that it's the bear, not me. You know, I will say this, though. This is this story is the most love I've seen a 40 cal given in quite some time. I appreciate it. I really do. Cause that's, and you told me this. I remember when you t- started talking about the bear, I was like, he, he told me the story because it was a 40. <laughs> Cause well, that's what I carry. I, I mean, let, let's be honest here. And I'm, and look, I am, I, I've been on record several times. I've never said that 40 cow was a bad, a bad no, boy. No, no, you never did. But you, a lot of people out there in the firearms community just hate the 40 cal. It is like the Jigsaw 250 of bullets. And I don't even understand why. <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> like, like it gets so much. I mean, it gets hate to the point that a lot of manufacturers are starting to decide to not produce firearms in that caliber let anymore. Me, let me put it to you this way, folks. I could probably find 10 stories. I'm hating on a 40 cal versus one story good on a 40 cal. Yeah. that That's how, like, and look, I'm the kind of person that I tell you this. You carry what you're comfortable with. Now. I, I love it. Now, let me let me put it this way. Do I dog on Nick for carrying a 40 cal? Yeah, I do. He dogs on me for carrying a 9 millimeter. Yeah. I mean, that's just the way it is. I mean, we, we de- but we don't, we don't look at each other and go, dude, dude, you know, you should carry something else. Right. You know, you're comfortable. He's comfortable with shooting a 40 caliber. Okay. That's great. Right. And, 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 you know, I like the pace of the, of the round of, of the follow-up shot and everything like that. So, and that's just where I'm at. Um, I've had some, and I'll be honest, they weren't some of the greatest nine millimeter firearms that I did shoot. So I didn't get a, a very good level of accuracy out of them. Um, so that kind of turned me off to nine millimeter. That's why I went to the 40. It's just is what it is. Let me put it this way. My problem with the 40 Cal is not with the people that want it. It's not with the bullet itself. It's with the manufacturers. Yeah. They love to show them and shove them in a nine millimeter. Frame. Exactly. That is and- what, what upsets me is that you take a, and I, I use the Smith and Wesson shield as a perfect example. Some brainiac over at Smith and Wesson said, "Hey, let's make a 40 caliber shield." Okay, how are we going to do that? Well, let's just stick a, a 40 caliber barrel in a nine millimeter shield. That'll be fine. No, it won't. 
<laughs> I tell you what, folks, I've shot a 40 cal Smith and Weston shield. And not that I couldn't control the gun, but my wrist hurt. It was hot after, after the end of, after the end of that shooting time with it, my, my wrist hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you get something like, you know, a Glock 40, which is built for 40, you know, mm-hmm. the, the Walters that you carry mm-hmm. that is built for it. It shoots just fine. Oh yeah. Shoots great. But unfortunately a lot of manufacturers went out and just dumped a 40 cal barrel into a nine millimeter frame gun. And said, there's our 40 cal. And then people are like, this sucks. Right. It makes the round seem a lot stronger than what it actually is. Because you're putting the, putting it... It would be a completely different story if the manufacturers would go, well, it starts with a 4. Let's put it in the 45 frame. And you would not have this... Pro- you would probably actually see a lot more people jump to that well, you know what? And if they would have, if Smith and Wesson would have did it right, and they would have put it in the forty-five frame, mm-hmm. you, I guarantee, because the forty-five Smith and Wesson shoots like a nine millimeter. Oh yeah, it really does. I mean, I, mean, I have one, and it, it's it, it's a beautiful gun. It shoots beautifully. Now dump a forty cal barrel into that gun, and I guarantee you that gun would shoot good. And I mean, let's and why Smith and Wesson would not develop a frame specifically for the 40 cal i have no idea it's their round yeah it it makes no (laughs) sense it's one of those things that make no sense but i just wanted to you know nick you can't say i don't do anything for you here buddy (laughs) you're throwing me a bone here i appreciate it because you know i know how much hate that the 40 cal gets in the community and it's nice to see a good story out of this but hey let me put it to you this way if you're in the woods a 40 cal is probably what you're gonna need for a bear minimum because i've seen videos of of guys going out on like alaskan fishing trips you know what i mean to catch salmon and i saw this dude shoot at a grizzly bear with a 500 magnum and that bear looked at him like what are you gonna do with that yeah yeah and he still got and he still grabbed the fish and he still grabbed the fish and walked away like you know all i'm saying is be careful out there in the woods folks Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'll be right back after this. Looking for a new firearm but don't know where to start? Well, look no further than Taurus. Taurus has a variety of firearms from revolvers to semi-automatics. These firearms include the Defender 856, the G2C, the all-new G3, and the TX-22 2019's Guns and Ammo Handgun of the Year. Taurus firearms are reliable and reasonably priced. Go to TaurusUSA.com to browse their selection of firearms. Taurus firearms, designed to protect. Hello folks, Jason Reeve here. As a veteran, I thought I knew a lot about guns until I joined the USCCA. I then realized how much I didn't know about guns or concealed carry. The training I got from the USCCA not only helped my marksmanship, but also my decision-making and my confidence. If you are in need of this life-saving training, it's simple. All you have to do is go to uscca.com to begin your path to becoming a responsibly armed American. The SAF is the most important gun rights organization in existence. 
Don't believe me? They are responsible for 80% of gun rights cases making their way through the courts right now, fighting to protect your right to keep and bear arms. Still don't believe me? Then head on over to saf.org where you can read about the current cases open right now. You can also join the fight or donate to the cause. Protecting your rights, one lawsuit at a time. Visit saf.org today. This segment of the American Gun Show is brought to you by the United States Concealed Carry Association. Visit uscca.com to begin your path to becoming a responsibly armed American. All right, folks, welcome back to the show. And before we get started with the the next uh, story, I wanted to show you I got a new gun. Oh, did you? I did. And Ashley, the pink Glock girl, bought it for me. And I got no kidding. And I got to tell you, I have had a lot of fun with this gun over the last uh, 24 hours. I have been shooting it like crazy, and it has been an absolute blast. You got a bug assault. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I got the bug hunter. Sawed-off shotgun, or, well, you know, pistol grip shotgun. The flies don't stand a chance. Those are a ton of fun. Yeah, uh, I have been shooting flies in the house for the last 24 hours, and I got to tell you, it is fun watching them fly. They get hit, and it's like, woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. And, that's... folks, they retail pretty cheap. Yeah, they're not bad. They're, they're not bad. They're a ton of fun. Um, to be honest with you, I, if, if, if you are an outdoorsy person as well, it's, I mean, they're great for inside the house, but like if you if you like spending a lot of time outdoors, going camping and stuff like that, they're also a great thing to take with you camping, um, to 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 wipe out some of these flies and stuff like that that like to come buzzing around when you're trying to camp and annoying the, the snot out of you. Shoot, I was shooting spiders, and <laughs> if I it saw works. if yeah. I saw if I saw a bug in the house, I was like, <laughs> yes. Plus, I'm working on my I'm working on my target acquisition, you know. Right, exactly. <laughs> so it works out great. And when it comes to flies this year, they've been really, really bad. So you're playing in a target rich environment. Yeah. All right. Uh, here's the next story that we're going to talk about. Uh, Judge ISIS local gun control laws in Boulder County lash, uh, lashes out with a gun show ban. Uh, Early this week, U.S. District Court Judge Charlotte Sweeney, appointed to the bench by Joe Biden just last year, granted a restraining order blocking Boulder County, Colorado's new ban on so-called assault weapons and large capacity magazines from being enforced while the lawsuit is challenging the constitutionality of the new ordinance. While county officials say they'll abide by the court's orders, commissioners continue to thumb their nose at law-abiding gun owners and Second Amendment supporters. And on Thursday night, the Boulder County Commission approved a brand new ordinance aiming at chilling the exercise of the right to keep and ban arms and banned a gun show on local fair grounds. The move with little public comment from the or little comment from the commissioners and no comment from the public during the public uh, the hearings. The gun show ban was part of an update of Fairgrounds Manual, which also removes the 3.2 limit for alcohol beverages and made minor changes to camping rules. 
the fairground manual now says Boulder, Colorado will not, not lease any portion of the fairgrounds to any person or entity for gun shows. The commissioner chair, Maura Loachman, and vice chair, uh, Claire Levy, voted two to zero for the update. Commissioner Matt Jones was absent. Now, given the lack of debate, I'm curious how many residents of Boulder, Colorado, were even aware that the proposed changes to the fairground manual included a ban on gun shows. We've seen this before. I mean, we've totally seen this before where, you know, a judge uh, cuts down and, and really she didn't even cut it down. She just said, okay, this injunction's going to stay in place until the courts decide whether this is constitutional or unconstitutional. Right. And Boulder, Colorado or Boulder County went, Oh, hell no. You don't want to No, You know what? We're banning guns from, from the fairgrounds now. How you like that? Um, as, as much of a, um, jerk move as that would be, um, I don't know enough about Colorado. Um, apparently, I'm guessing uh, they are not like the state of Indiana, where the fairgrounds are operated, owned and operated by independent fair associations, um, and they must be considered county property. And if it is, then technically speaking, they have the authority to go ahead and make that change. If that's the case, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure, too. Like, I know as far as, like, Indiana, you could carry a gun on the fairgrounds. It's just mm-hmm. the state fairgrounds you can't. Yeah, the state. And that's because that's that, that, that property is owned and operated by the state governmental agency. So that's state property. That would be like saying, you know, you can't carry a, a, a firearm in a state prison. You can't carry a right, firearm right. in a state courthouse. Stuff like that, you know. So... They would have the authority to do that, but your county, your quote-unquote county fairgrounds aren't actually run by the county. They're just named for the county that they're in, and they're yeah. run by independent the, fair the associations. The thing is, too, Colorado, you know, we've been seeing this kind of fight that's been happening in Colorado the last couple of years now, where mm-hmm. you have, uh, you know, cities are passing gun control ordinances, and you know, it's there being, you know, there's been a lot of Second Amendment uh, litigation that's been being done in the state of Colorado. Um, yes. You know, I, I think we'd have to talk to John or uh, Aaron that yeah. are out there in Colorado who know what's really <laughs> going on. But, you know, I got I, I got a contact out there, Trish. You, you you probably know Trish from TikTok as well. She, yeah, I do. she knows John. Tr- Trish. Trish actually is more actively involved in that kind of stuff. She actually worked for the for a county out there, so she could tell us for sure whether or not that's county authority or not. Yeah, but I mean, it, you know, it, it is a dick move. You know, it let, is. let's let's be honest here. This and we have seen a change in Colorado because we've seen a lot of Californians leave Colorado or California and head to Colorado, right? And that's why we said that. You know, when we had Aaron and John on the show last, which we need to see if we can get them on again. Aaron's a little bit more harder to get hold of, but I think we could get John on again for another roundtable. But, you know, we all I've often made the term to both of them that you're behind enemy lines. Yeah. 
And it's getting so bad that now, now here's the thing about John and, and John, you know, he's told us this numerous times. He left Washington because it got so out of control. Mm-hmm. And then he went to Colorado and now it's starting to get bad in Colorado. Right. And he is considering leaving Colorado. Yeah. Well, and you know why that is, right? You know well, why Californians are, are leaving California and well, going yeah. to Colorado. California sucks. And well, they Cali- go and they it, go to Colorado and they bring their politics with them. Well, they leave California because California sucks and they go to Colorado because Colorado still has legal weed. Well, California has legal weed too. Right. But that's why. But there were people flocking to California before Cal- Colorado even had legal weed. Well, yeah, I get I get it. I'm just saying. You know, that's part of the reason why the people who leave California, they go to Washington, we have been Colorado and they go to Illinois. We have been seeing people fleeing Colorado or uh, Oregon, Washington and California because they have gotten so far left Mm. and they're going to states like uh, Colorado and Arizona. You know, we Mm -hmm. we I asked the question to AWR when. The, the 2020 election, I said, how in the hell did Arizona flip blue? And he goes, all these Californians coming. Mm-hmm. And that's the, and, and you know what? We have a problem like that on the East coast too. You have a lot of people fleeing New York and they're taking their politics with them. Now, is it going to be as big of an impact? Like, cause a lot of New Yorkers are fleeing to Florida. Is it going right. to be that big of an impact in Florida? I don't think so because the Hispanic population in Florida is turning their back on the Democrats. Yeah. And I think, you know, um, that's a bit of a, uh, I think of a, a, a ideological difference between East coast and West coast, because those are actually quite far apart, not just geographically, but their ideology while they still try to fight for the same goals. They don't look at it from the same particular point of view. You know, um, in in California, they just don't believe you when you prove them wrong. In New York, they believe you; they just don't care. So no, there's some, you know. yeah, there's something like that. But I mean, this is typical. We've seen them do this in California too, where they the a county got an injunction put in one of their gun controls, and they said, "All right, we're banning guns from the." from the county fairgrounds. And then that got sued and that got lifted too. So, I mean, it's the constant battle that we have, Mm -hmm. you you know, that's going on there. This is, you know, typical Democrats. Okay. Well, we didn't get this one, so we're going to try something else. I mean, it's. The, the, The kind of the point that I was trying to make though, is, is like the New Yorkers fleeing to Florida are more apt to convert than the 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 democrats that are fleeing out of california oh yeah you're absolutely correct because like i said we've been seeing this happening for you know a better part of a decade now where you've had these people fleeing california that's why the democrats are focusing so hard on texas Mm -hmm. because you've seen a lot of californians flee california for texas right well i hate to tell you but I don't think you guys got a shot in Texas. No, I think a lot of the Californians that fled California and went to Texas, they went to Texas because they agreed with Texas politics and have converted. 
So, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, well, I and, think... the bo- and the border is a big issue in Texas. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's another problem. I mean, that's a completely different show. But, you know, we, we've seen this happen uh, mm-hmm. over over and over again. So, you know, is what it is. All right, uh, folks, we're going to take our last time out. When we get back, uh, we got an important thing that we want to talk about, and then we're going to do a few emails, and we'll be right back after this. The SAS is the most important gun rights organization in existence. Don't believe me? They are responsible for 80% of gun rights cases making their way through the courts right now, fighting to protect your right to keep and bear arms. Still don't believe me? then head on over to saf.org where you can read about the current cases open right now. You can also join the fight or donate to the cause. Protecting your rights, one lawsuit at a time. Visit saf.org today. Are you looking for an iconic firearm to add to your collection? Well, look no further than Beretta Firearms. Beretta is the oldest firearms manufacturer in the world, supplying firearms as far back as 1650. In fact, the Beretta 92FS was the primary sidearm for the U.S. Armed Forces. Beretta has all types of handguns, rifles, and shotguns to fit your needs, whether it be home defense or concealed carry. Handgun options include the 92, PX4 Storm, and the new APX series. Beretta is known for reliability and effectiveness. That's why so many military and law enforcement have relied on Beretta. Visit Beretta.com to view their selections. Beretta, win the fight. A big part of the concealed carry lifestyle is carrying your firearm at all times. This can be difficult if you don't have the right holster. I've tried many holsters with minimum success. Then I tried the cloak tuck, an inside the waistband holster made by Alien Gear Holsters. They also make the Shapeshift Holster Series, have lifetime warranties, and are made right here in the USA. Visit AlienGearHolsters.com to browse their selections and find the best holster for your lifestyle. segment of the American Gun Show is brought to you by the Second Amendment Foundation. Join or donate at saf.org. Now back to the defender of your gun rights, Jason Reed. All right, folks, welcome back to the show. And the, the thing that I wanted to talk about is um, it's, uh, it's really heartbreaking to me because I was in law enforcement for a short period of time. And during that uh, time, I lost... Uh, a comrade and uh, Indiana is about to lose a, another uh, officer. Um, Indiana officer has been taken off of life support after being shot at a traffic stop uh, on August 10th, 2022 Richmond, Indiana officer Sierra Burton was shot and wounded during a traffic stop. 
And on Thursday, it was decided that she would be taken off of life support. She was shot around 6.30 p.m. on August 10th. And uh, the Richmond police chief, Michael Britt, reacted to Burton being shot, saying, my officer is in very critical condition, fighting for her life. Those of you who pray, I ask you to pray for her. Uh, despite the very best efforts of all doctors and nurses at Miami Valley Hospital, her injuries have been determined to be unrecoverable. And on September 1st, she was taken off of life support. Uh, she will continue to live on and continue to be the hero for her self uh, selfless gift of organ donation. Officer Burton will continue to serve others long after she has passed. So, um, you know, we, uh, our hearts and prayers go out to Officer Burton's family. I know I sent them a message and a link and told them that I would be talking to them at the end of the show here. Um, the thing that really sucks in my heart that goes out to this family is uh, she was shot a week before she was supposed to get married. Um, you know, unfortunately, we have been seeing uh, violence against our law enforcement. And uh, as we know, traffic stops are probably the most dangerous part of a police officer's job. And uh, this is another tragic. I mean, I remember when Ellie French was shot in Chicago. Um, that was that was a, a huge tragedy. And now Officer Burton um, being taken off life support. Another huge tragedy. Another loss for the Richmond community. Uh, Nick, go ahead. You know, it's a, it's a hard thing to talk about when someone actually uh, has that check cashed. You know, that ultimate sacrifice paid um, for the protection of, of those of us. Um, the willing sacrifice made so that the rest of us don't have to, um, whether that be law enforcement, um, or military. Um, a lot of people will probably fault me for saying this, but you know, I, I hold law enforcement to the same regard as a military veteran, just because of the fact that let's be honest, they hold down the home front. For, for the military while we're gone. You know, um, they deal with similar, not the same, similar struggles. Um, the thing that is the same is, is they spend their entire careers um, witnessing the, the absolute worst that mankind has to offer. And that's a burden that they bear willingly, the same as military veterans do. And often they're not uh, afforded the same respect um, in return. Um, and especially today, they're not. So, um, Officer Burden. Thank you very much um, for your sacrifice to the great state of Indiana. Um, it hits a little harder home because it is one of our officers not to take away from any officer that's ever been killed in the line of, of duty, but Richmond's not far from these studios. Mm -hmm. um, 
And, uh, you know, I've been to Richmond a few times. It's, I feel for her family. I feel for her fiance. Um, my, my heart goes out to them and I wish you guys the best in this, uh, tragic time. I know taking somebody off life support is never an easy decision. It's probably one of the hardest decisions that a family member has to make. And, uh, you know, I just hope that this scumbag that decided to shoot her gets his in the end. And I, I really hope that. So, uh, I just wanted to take that little bit of time here on the show and, uh, you know, say that our hearts go out. And I think I speak for everybody that listens and watches this program that uh, we will definitely have Officer Burton and, and their, her family in our prayers tonight. All right. So we got a little bit of time for some emails or comments. If you're watching live, you can go ahead and comment and uh, we might get to it. Um, I got this email from Jack out in... I got to quit doing this on my phone. Uh, okay. Uh, Virginia. We've often talked about different calibers and guns. What would you say is the best home defense gun that you could, that you could go out and buy? Um, well, <laughs> you know, we always get these questions and it's always very, it's really differs from person to person. Uh, I, myself, uh, like the AR-15 for home defense. Uh, there's a lot of things that you can do with an AR-15, not that you can't do it with a pistol. I mean, I like the AR-15 because, you know, it's a low recoil, um, ammo capacity. You can mount a flashlight, uh, laser sight, um, laser uh, or red dot sight on it, whatever the case may be. Um, you could do that with an MOS uh, handgun. Uh, but, you know, realistically, to be honest with you, one of the worst guns is a shotgun. And the reason I say that is because if you are a small woman and you cock a 12 gauge shotgun and you blast somebody with it, your shoulder is going to be filling it. Nick, do you have any recommendations? Um, I guess. So my two, my two biggest recommendations, I guess would be, Number one, the one you can afford. Because regardless of caliber, having something is better than nothing. So take what you, take what you can get. Um, if that's not an issue, get the one that you're not going to be afraid to pull the trigger on. If you're not comfortable with it, if you're afraid to fire it, if it's uncomfortable... Um, you're not going to use it. So um, I would not recommend to someone to purchase a rifle if they're not comfortable with it. Um, get a handgun. Uh, get a shotgun. You know, uh, comfort, comfort and, and cost is probably the two, the two biggest things for me. I'm going to go a little bit further than you here, Nick, because um, if I was... Uh if you have this in Virginia and I don't know because of, you know, what Northam's done to you guys, but a lot of ranges have guns that are available that you can rent, especially if they have a range that, that um, is attached to that gun shop. We have Blyce, which is where I shop 
for my firearms here in Indiana, and they have a range. So if I'm not really sure about the firearm, they'll let me, if they have one that's available for renting, they'll have me go in and shoot it. I got to buy the box of ammo, whatever, but I could shoot it and then see how it feels and say, yeah, you know what? Maybe I want to purchase this or no, maybe I don't want it. So if you have that ability, you know, you could go in there and test fire a a rifle, a handgun, shotgun, whatever your case may be. Um, and, And let me put it to you this way. I know a person and I've never said this before on the show. And he kind of reached out to me and said, Hey dude, you're forgetting about me. So, uh, Tom, you can stop sending me your emails now. This guy has the Keltec P30. And that is a handgun that is a 22 LR that has a 33 round 22 capacity magazine. Mm-hmm. And it is, he loves that firearm for his, uh, his home defense gun because he said, you know, it's not bulky. I can move around corners real easy with it. And I got 33 rounds of 22. Yeah. And let me be honest with you folks. If somebody tells you that 22 is not enough, don't listen to them. Because we could sit here and there's in the community, there's been a debate about handgun calibers for a long time. <clears throat> I don't really care because if you put a hole where a hole isn't supposed to be, Right. Somebody's going to take notice. Right. So again, to what Nick was saying, comfort and cost. uh, I don't know the MSRP on that firearm, but go to Caltech. You'll find it and you can get the MSRP on it. Uh, Tom loves that firearm. I can understand why. And, you know, and here and, and, and that segues actually into another concept that when it comes to once you've made that purchase and you've received and you have taken ownership of that firearm, you got to shoot it. You got to know how it is and what better caliber to be able to shoot on a regular basis than 22 LR. Hey, I know people that have gone out and bought the new Glock, the Glock 44, which is 22 mm-hmm. LR. And one of the things that a firearms instructor told me was because it's Glock, it functions just like any other Glock. You can go out there and dump and, and trust me, 500 rounds of 22 LR. is going to be a hell of a lot cheaper than 500 rounds of nine, 40, 45, whatever. Right. Exactly. So you could go out and just go nuts with that Glock 44. And then mm-hmm. if you, and then carry a nine millimeter or four, 40 cal or 45, whatever your, whatever floats your boat and it's going to function the same, you know, and I, and I, I'll be, I'll take it just a little bit further. Cause I know we just got a couple more minutes, but you know, I will tell you this, um, a lot of your basics transfer period. Even if it's not the not not even the same gun, I, I I actually saw a video where a competition shooter put an actual firearm in someone's hand that was a um, airsoft. You know, um, there's no recoil to deal with there, yeah. you know, and all that kind of stuff. And he was actually competitive, the airsoft. Yeah. You know, so you know a lot of those basic mechanics. Um, it doesn't matter what caliber that you're using. You can still practice those. Yep, that is 100% true. All right, folks, that's going to do it for this edition of the American Gun Show. As a reminder, freedom and reason, 
will be on shortly after this. So if you're following us here on this account, on Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, wherever, or if you're listening live on Spreaker, Freedom of Reason is going to be on shortly. You're, you guys are not going to want to miss this because me and Nick are about to go crazy. So until then, take care of one another, stay safe, and remember, it's our rights, our fight. <laughs>